Join the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd coming to you from Dunbar Township. Come and listen in to a radio station where the mighty hosts of heaven sing. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear the songs of Zion coming from a land of endless spring, get in touch with God. Turn your radio Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother Ronnie Boyd coming to you again today with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. I want you to stay tuned today. We're going to talk a little bit about we only have one hope of our calling, so we want to make sure that we get it right. That's what the Scripture says anyway, that we have one hope. And then we want to have a song here in a little bit by the Hensons that are talking about how mercy built a bridge for us. Thank God for that. All right, we want to have that song by the Hensons at this time, and they're going to be singing about how mercy built a bridge. Where Jesus died 
Mercy Builder Bridge, thank God for that, that God made a way for us when there was no way. He became the way. And I think about Ephesians, the fourth chapter, about verse 4, it said, There is just one body and one spirit, as ye are called in one hope of your calling. We want to go into a service now where I was doing a little teaching on that. We only have one hope, so we want to make sure that we get it right. Uh, let's go over to First uh, Peter. Peter said it like this. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, not just a hope that fadeth away, but we have a hope that fadeth not away. We have a lively hope. We have something that we can get a hold of into the fact that if he was able to come back from the dead, then the promise that he made me that I will one of these days raise again if I go through the grave, or if not, I'll be caught away to meet him in the air. I can believe in that because grave could not hold him. We have a lively hope tonight. We have a lively hope tonight. And he went on to say to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith and the salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So my uh, hope is built on something tonight. Yes, it's just hope right now, but I'll tell you what, it has some bases, it has some uh, fiber there, in other words, something I can get a hold of, and I believe in it. I trust in that. And I want to get it right. I want to get it Bible right because I only have one hope of my calling. I'm not going to get it recycled. I'm not going to get another chance at uh, reincarnated and all the stuff that people talk about. It's all a bunch of trash. The only hope that I have is this salvation now. This is my hope. And I want to get it right. I want to know what I'm doing. And so when Jesus made statements I believe that we should need, uh, we should pay attention to him and uh, not what man said. And he told us to believe on him like the scripture has said, so I have to go to the scripture. 
He said, search the scripture, so I have to do that. And uh, he also said, to come unto him, all that are laboring and are heavy laden, and he would give them rest. He said to take his yoke. So there is a yoke. There's something that we must do. we got to get a hold of something. And uh, he told us that repentance and remission of sins will be preached in his name, beginning at Jerusalem. Let's check it out. Go through the Word of God. See what happened. Did that happen? Yes, it did. Second chapter of the book of Acts, you'll find out that Peter, the first message after the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, what did it sum up to? That very thing. Why? It had to be preached. Where at? Beginning at Jerusalem. That's where they was. And uh, it had to be fulfilled. So when I find that kind of background on what I believe, I'm going to hang to that. I'm going to hold right on to that. And I'm not going to let anybody take that away from it because it's got some substance. He spoke it, and then it was put into practice. It happened. And uh, then I, I, I saw where he said that after that the Holy Ghost had come upon them, they'd be witnesses unto him. And then he went on to say uh, at Jerusalem, then Judea, then Samaria, then to the innermost parts of the world. Oh, did it happen? Did he know what he was talking about? Yes, it happened. Just exactly like he said. After that day of Pentecost, uh, it was preached at Jerusalem. And then throughout Judea. And then at the 8th chapter of Acts, it went to Samaria. Then in the 10th chapter of Acts, it went to the Gentiles. And from then on, it was carried on to the uttermost parts of the world. Just exactly, perfectly like Jesus said. So I'm going to have some confidence in, in that because that's pretty uh, tangible. I, I, if I'm going to hope in something, I'm going to hope in that. Some of this, these fairy tales that I hear out here from these other preachers don't give me much hope. I'm going to tell you right now. But I'm gonna, my hope is built on nothing less than this, this Word of God, His righteousness. And uh, I also read in the Word of God in the 15th chapter of the book of Romans, about verse 4, he said, uh, the things that was written aforetime, that's Old Testament, was written for our learning, that through patience and comfort of the Scripture, we might have hope. What hope? This one hope. This one hope of our calling. So all the prophets gave witness of this salvation. Do you know that? That's what Peter said. And uh, talking about Jesus in the 10th chapter of Acts, let's go over and take a look at it. And uh, so uh, the things that was written aforetime was written for our learning that through patience and comfort of the Scripture we might have hope. What kind of hope? All right. Peter is preaching here at the house of Cornelius. And uh, listen to what he said. But in every nation, verse 35, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word, I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. 
And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jewry, or Jerusalem, uh, which they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and testify that it was he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead. Now watch verse 43. To him gave all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. So the things that was written before time was written for our learning that through patience and comfort of the scripture we might have hope. My hope tonight, since I only have one hope of my calling, it is built on not just New Testament. I've heard some churches today, they don't believe in anything the Old Testament says. That's all over and that's for God. They say just the New Testament. Then there's other groups today that won't accept the New Testament and they still are under the law. But see, I want you to see where my hope is coming from. My hope is coming from the whole Word of God. Because Jesus says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And since it's my responsibility, I'd like to back over here to Peter for just a moment. It's my responsibility to check this thing out and get it right. And I can't blame God if I don't do what I'm supposed to do. So I want to get it right. In 2 Peter, the first chapter, starting at verse 5, the Bible said, And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give, them, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fail. I don't want to fail because I only got one, one shot at it. One hope of my calling. So then, why wouldn't I take this advice, put it into practice, and give all diligence to make my calling and my election sure? And I would just ask everybody that hears my voice, have you gave all diligence to make your calling and your election sure or are you just trusting what some man said or this is the church that I go to this is their doctrine or this is where grandma went or this is where mom went or this is where I am so-and-so went or something like that no it's your responsibility as an individual to give all diligence to make your calling and your election sure have you done that I want you to know you only have one one hope of your calling that's all you have. You better get it right. You want to get it right. You don't want to take and, and come up short on that day. And you know what? 
Will that happen? You mean all these churches are not going to be saved? I hear Jesus again, and the truth is in Jesus. I read it to you. I hear Jesus make this statement. He said that there's going to be many come up before him in that day, and they're going to say, Lord, Lord. He said, not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, is going to enter in. But they're going to say, well, you know, uh, we did these wonderful things in your name, and they're going to start uh, telling him what they did in his name. You know what? He said, I'm going to say to them, Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. And Mark the seventh chapter and the seventh verse, he said, In vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. Got to get this thing right. I only have one chance or one hope. Amen. Of my calling. And uh, I, I want to make sure that we get it right. So uh, it is our responsibility to make our calling and election sure and since God has set it up so we can know he's left this word and he has anointed men that will preach this word just like the apostles did and Paul said it like this he, he left us a warning in the book of Galatians first chapter around the eighth verse I think it picks it up there it said if we well first he said there's no other gospel he said uh, than that, you know, just one gospel. He said, if we are an angel from heaven, come preaching any other gospel than that which was delivered. What's he mean, delivered unto us? Delivered from maybe some uh, denomination today? Delivered some, from some reformer? No, he's not talking about that. Brother, he's talking about that which was delivered by God to Jesus Christ himself, and he delivered it unto his apostles that he had chosen, and they brought it to the church. And if it's not this apostolic or apostles' doctrine, and it's backed up by the prophets because he always has two witnesses. And so therefore the prophets already prophesied about it. The apostles came along, picked it up from him, and carried it on to the church. And it has to be according to what they taught and what they preached. And a lot of stuff today is not according to what they taught. All they'll take and get some, like I heard, uh, I think the Brother Bob said tonight, uh, they'll take and get some good moral issues. And uh, they'll talk about that. And uh, But they don't tell the people how to be saved. And there's only one hope of our calling. And I'll tell you this. Many called but few are chosen. Few are chosen. So we want to get this thing right. We want to be saved. And after all, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lost his soul? Didn't he not say it's better to enter in life, uh, into life if he was maybe a hand or a foot or something like that missing? He's letting us know the most important thing that we live for from the time that we are born till we go to the grave is, is getting ourselves in that place, finding out what God wants and getting saved. That's the most important thing. And these other things are just uh, benefits that God uh, gives unto us. So uh, as I look at the Word of God, I could go, there's so many things that uh, comes to my mind. I, I think of how that the warnings came from the different writers and Peter warned, Paul warned, and uh, Jude warned. Remember he said they've gone in the way of Cain? So I would find out I don't want to go in the way of Cain, so I better go back and learn about Cain then, huh? 
That's why we got to be in this Word of God all the time. I don't want to go that way. That's the wrong way. So I go back, I learn about Cain. And uh, then he said, uh, ran greedily in the air of Balaam for reward. I better find out about Balaam. I don't want to do that. And he said another word here, sort of scary, perished in the gainsaying of Korah. I can listen to a gainsayer tonight and not hear the truth of God's word, and it's going to make me perish. I only have one hope of my calling. I don't know about you. I've just got one hope. And I... Uh, I, I want to get it right. Now, I know that you only have one hope, too, but I don't know whether you are uh, thinking like I'm thinking. I want to get it right. I hope that you're thinking that way. I hope that you want to get it right. I hope that you want to be pleasing unto God because uh, we have to be accepted of Him. We hear about accepting Him all the time, but we have to be accepted by Him. And then I hear one more thing, and I'm going to close. And this is... Still talking about the same thing. I believe it was Titus that said this in second chapter about verse 13. Titus is talking about that day. That day. He said, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity. Get us out of every bit of false doctrine. On all the false teaching that's going through the land, redeem us from that, bring us out of that, and bring us to this lively hope. Hmm? Redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. That's what he wants. He wants a pure people tonight. Amen. He wants to get us out of the iniquity. And uh, so think about it. That's that blessed hope. We're looking for that blessed hope and that glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior. Amen. That's what it's all about, saints. One of these days it's going to be all over. Right now, we can have fellowship with Him. Right now. Right now. So I'll just leave that thought with you. That's what we're looking for. You have one hope of your calling. Right. We heard a song earlier from the Hempsons singing how that mercy built a bridge. Now we want to hear a song from uh, Mary Cochran, and she's singing about at her trial how that mercy walked in. I stood in the courtroom, the judge turned my way. It looks like guilty now what do you say I spoke up your honor I have no defense but that's when mercy
Yeah.